I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders past, present and emerging. In this episode of We Want to Be Better, we are joined by Naomi Hutchings, a clinical sexologist based in Brisbane. You can find her on Instagram at Australian Sexologist, and I highly suggest that you follow her because her Please do. gram is amazing. It is amazing. Or look up her website, which is www.naomihutchings.com.au, and Hutchings is spelled H-U-T-C-H-I-N-G-S, or you can just find her info in the show notes. I also do want to throw in a little trigger warning here because we do discuss themes surrounding child sexual abuse and if that concerns you, maybe we'll see you back in another episode. See you soon. Bye. We want to be. (laughs) We want to be better. We need to be better. We We want want to be be better. No, No. that didn't work. Okay. We We want want to to be be better. better. So, Bianca. Yes. I had a very, um, I'd say, uncomfortable encounter. I wish that I was a little bit more mature. Yes. (laughs) But I had a little bit of an uncomfortable encounter in that Maliki came to me and wanted to know about sex. All the birds and the bees chat. Yes. Mm -hmm. I wish it was about birds and bees because I'm much better with animals. Yeah, but with. the bee part is very depressing at the moment, isn't it? I know, yeah. the bee's declining. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And in Melbourne, with the dust storm that we just had, I went into Lord Smith because I was saving this bloody kitten that I've got, mm. got to sell a kidney for now. Um, and there was an influx of birds because all the birds couldn't – there was low visibility. So all these birds were flying oh. into buildings and they were just inundated with birds. Anyway, I digress. Um, so not the birds in the bees chat, the mm, actual – Like sex, sex yeah, chat, yeah. yeah. And he wanted to know – and so I started off by asking him what he did already know. And he knew <laughs> pretty much everything. In fact, I'm – Quite mortified that I actually think he knows more than his own father, who's oh. like actually having sex, and <laughs> so he he knew that there needed to be two eggs for for the twins to be born. There had to be two eggs because they're yeah. fraternal, I and they didn't split. Did not know that. Yeah, so he knew that. I thought it was one egg, and it the egg split. I thought it goes either way. No, so that's identical twins. Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we we had this more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> we had this um, conversation, and then it just got down to so he knew all the scientific stuff, but then it got down to like the actual sex part. And I mm. said, "Do you know what the process is?" And mm. he said, "It's when two people get under the covers naked." And so he didn't know exactly that, and I just didn't know how far I was meant to go with it. Yeah. So. I actually asked him before we had the conversation because his dad wasn't home, could we please film it so that I could show his dad and we can be on the same page? Yeah, clever. Yeah, and I filmed it and he was really open to that because he's very much a new age child. Mm-hmm. Everything's like videoed and stuff. That's how yeah. parents communicate. Um, and he was fine and that was what he knew about sex. But I didn't know how far to go because Liam wasn't there either. And then Liam came mm. home and I said, I, I need you to sit down and watch something. It's seven minutes long. Um, I, Which is a really long time to ask someone to sit down and watch a video in this day and age. It if is. more than 30 seconds, you are taking up my time. Seven minutes is excessive, Annie. But the only issue was Liam was far too embarrassed. Like oh. Liam got so embarrassed. He went bright red and he said, no, 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 no. What, He's just too- watching it? Yeah, watching. He wasn't even there. He didn't even have to have the conversation. <laughs> yeah. But he got embarrassed simply watching it. Yeah. So we are lucky enough today. Oh, we're today. so blessed to have an amazing, incredible woman come down all the way from Brisbane to be here and educate not just you but also our listeners and Really, let's start, start talking about sex education the way it should be. But we have Naomi Hutchings, uh, Australian sexologist is her Instagram handle. I'm sure you've probably seen her on the gram. Naomi, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> now, before we get started, 
Can you first tell us what is a sexologist and what do you do? Okay, I get asked that a lot. So a sexologist is really just a word for somebody who has gone to university and studied human sexuality. And some of us are researchers, some of us are in clinic and seeing clients, and some of us are educators, and some do a bit of everything. So I've done it. Um, I've taught human sexuality at Flinders Uni in Adelaide, and now I am uh, in Brisbane and just doing my mostly just my private work now. So I see um, couples, or you know, I think my youngest client was six, and my oldest was ninety. Oh, oh my wow! God. Yeah, the lovely person at the. Um, I don't know what the old folks home I hate using that term but anyway where they were staying brought them in because the couple were having trouble oh my god! they wrote me a card and I knew it was them so they were really old writing after they had sex <laughs> <laughs> so can we get back to my scenario my son is just to be super selfish mm. my son is 8 years old yeah I'm and I feel like 8 years old is way too young to what? know to everything talk. is it too is it too young I but, I don't – he knows everything and I haven't – So when you say he knows everything, so he was telling you things about – was he actually talking about sex or – Penetration. Yeah, he like didn't he know – um, well, just heterosexual or any. Um, he didn't know anything about, like, a penis going into a vagina. Yeah, so he was really – because this is the thing when people say – because when you said how old, I tend to come from the, the line of thought that it's sex education is from the get-go. But sex – when, when people hear the word sex education, they think we are teaching people just about how to have penetrative sex, but sex education is so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, for example, when you bring babies home from wherever you have your baby at home or at the hospital, we come home, it's like naming genitals and things like that. It, it's, it, all of that is part of sex education. Mm. So, yeah. So, and when people talk about the birds and the bees talk... I don't think you should just have one talk. This is an mm. ongoing conversation. So you don't think there's ever it's too young to start? Yeah, I'm, I know. I think, but what what I would say is that we need to be talking about the consent and body or um, autonomy. So I talk about um, something I didn't do with my daughter, who I had when I was really young, was that I often would make her hug people that she didn't want to hug. Yeah, okay. She had a lot, a lot of family members, and I'd be like, go, go, oh, hug. God. Yeah, and she was super shy and had anxiety. <laughs> and I'd make her do that and sometimes the aunties and the uncles would get offended when she got upset and years later I mean she's 27 so years later I'm like I wish I didn't do that yeah it should it should have been about hey auntie Jane wants a cuddle would you like to give her one and if she said no I'd say no cool high five or shake hands or just wave or yeah so I used to that, hate having to do that yeah and, and I think, how, how is that? So we're telling someone to do something that, like, that's personal body space. So I think that is part mm. of sex education. Yeah. Interesting that you mentioned consent because that's mm. something that I did want to talk about yeah. because obviously we're now only just now as a society starting to really have this consent talk. How and how should you be approaching it with your children so that they grow up and just understand consent? Because it's... Yeah. It seems that there's very much this like, oh, boys will be boys thing and mm-hmm. that's not the way we have to go about it. Yeah, like I think it's about ask, like doing this, you know, tickling. So I, I use that mm-hmm. as an example. Like if you're tickling someone and, you know, they're tickling that's really enjoyable and all of a sudden you might have done this with kids, you know, you're tickling them and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, stop. And you can say right there, oh, you just said stop, so I'm going to stop now. So you're already just saying someone's just said that word and then you're acknowledging they said stop. And then, oh, can I do it again? Or would you want some well, more tickling? You don't can keep going you don't on continue. with it. Yeah. So it's, a, it's little things like that and the hugging thing. And so even younger, if you're starting, you can talk about, I'm just going to change your nappy now because they may not be able to do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but just changing your nappy, I'm just wiping your penis, just wiping your vulva right. and things like that. I'm just going to wash you. Do you want me to help you wash your genitals? You know, like, so it's like this asking mm. thing of getting the permission to do that. Or, you know, I'd love to give you a hug. Let's have a cuddle before bed. You want one? Mm. That kind of stuff. Okay. The um, naming the right body parts is really important. <laughs> I yeah. know that. Um, yeah. Except it, it sort of took a turn on me because <laughs> I started doing – I didn't start. I, I probably always have um, called them the right body parts. Mm-hmm. But I, I did – I do sort of still tend to say fanny yeah, instead yeah. of like but vulva. I think- yeah, you know, but, you, you told them though that it is right. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's like a, if you, some people do like, I mean, even no. adults have nicknames, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just as long as they, it's important no, the to really name to. do that because we know yeah. that from a, 
sexual um, yeah. abuse prevention strategy is around okay. making sure they know the right correct okay. information. That's good. It's just that Cheska calls everyone a vulva head now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's lovely that she knows what it I love is, that but she knows it's a vulva. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be a vulva head than a dickhead. Like, yeah, same. For me personally, but that's just my preference. Oh, um, penises get a bad rap sometimes as well. Now, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so in the birds and the bees chat, <laughs> when your child comes up to you, you're saying it should be earlier than that. If you can. And if obviously can. there's probably some people listening who haven't. Um, yeah. Like well, probably some of us didn't get it. So mm. it's never too late. But I think, well, you know, if, if you can start early, it's just all of this. And like I said, when you hear the word sex education, people often just immediately think yeah. the penetrative sex stuff. And that's not what we're talking about. That's part of it. But it's a whole bunch of other things. Right. Because people tend to think that it's too young to talk to them about sex because they think it's going to encourage them yeah. to want to have oh yes. that is one of my yes Not but that's true. even my own personal issues is that when well, i talk I'll, to malachi I'll tell you when you're older i i told him and then i'm like but you're not to do it. Oh, <laughs> you're not yeah. to do it. You know that yeah, feeling you're of panic because you uh, think yeah. we think that the the truth is you can look it up. All the research suggests that when people have had good comprehensive sex ed, just go to the Netherlands and you can see that they have the they have around the same sort of age of sexual debut 17 or 16 17 as other places but they have much better um when they've researched they've had much better sexual satisfaction and um, not as much coercion and things like that so we also know it does delay sexual activity because um you know you're talking about things and and they might be curious and so if we're talking about masturbation as a really good option um and things like that it can delay it or also just make people make be what i like you know sexually healthy thinkers you know they're the young people who are um sexually intelligent young people you know they're going to think oh i might have sex and so i'll make sure i get some contraception if that's what they need and things like that yeah Mm. yeah so like (laughs) I know I don't have kids, but I do know that it must be a stressful thing to think like, if I fuck this up, am I going to ruin my child's sexual experiences later? Or, you know, if I do it too much, are they going to, how, how important, (laughs) I mean, I know it's important, but is it the be all and end all? Honestly, I feel like I, so I'm a sexologist at the moment. I'm a clinical Mm. sexologist. So right. So people make appointments to see me. This is what I see the other end of that. Everyone in here, I go through a lot of tissues, you know, it's because people are having, because of these unrealistic expectations, not having the best time for a whole bunch of different reasons. But if they had had some healthier, sex-positive, inclusive sex education, they wouldn't probably be in my office. Right. And what does inclusive sex education entail? Well, so it's not heteronormative. It's not all about Mm -hmm. P and the V. Because that's only part of some people's sexual activity, but also people with vaginas, a lot of them can't orgasm just from P in the V. Um, most no. of them actually have a lot of other ways they orgasm, but we've got this hierarchy of sexual acts and that's up the top there with monogamy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what I Because I know when that. I had the the birds and the bees talk um i think i was about six and the reason that we had it was because my mum my brother got called gay at school and he came home and said what does being gay mean and my mum was like well if we're going to unpack that i'm going to have to unpack all of it so yeah she (laughs) went like you know she sat us down and told us you know like that there's all different types of ways to have sex and um then that's how you make a baby so yeah and then you know I said, my brother said, oh, so you've only had sex twice because, you know, you've only had two kids. And Very mum was like, yeah. and mum's like, ah. And I said, oh, no, but you had a miscarriage, so you've only had sex three times. And mum's like, yep, just the three times. Um, it was just three. Um, not going to do it again. Yeah, just the three times. Um, but is that actually like she did a really good job? But the the whole thing about sex and um, the numbers, oh you know, how many people you have sex with, oh like when you lose your virginity, gosh. how do you approach that? And um, how do you approach virginity just generally? Because it's a social construct. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, also, I mean, I suppose not virginity, but, like, that first time. Your you sexual debut. Yes, your sexual debut. Yeah. Do you tell them, you know, 
like because sometimes the the whole it's got to be with someone special, blah 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 blah. That's so remember, much pressure. You always remember your first time. Oh like, god, to uh, me, I just wanted to throw it away. Yeah, like, yeah. but then I also don't want them to, you know, I want them to care for themselves, have yeah. some self care, yeah, and you know, yeah. like. Mm-hmm. What's the right balance? Well, yeah, is, is telling them like, oh, no, I only do it with one person, you know, like, mm. oh, mummy and daddy only have sex. Do it with someone that's special. That people, you yeah, know, yeah. Is, is saying, you know, I only – do you know what I mean? Like it's the numbers thing and the virginity thing. How do you approach that? Because you don't want your child to be like, well, I've had sex with this many people. Does that label me? Like I hate the term. Mm. But slut, slut, you know, do, yeah. are we slut shaming? Like, mm. well, how do we approach it healthily so that they can make better choices? Yeah. And I, mean, I think it's also just about telling uh, little people that people have sex not just to make babies um, and that people have sex for pleasure. It's mm. a, we, we have health benefits from being sexual and, and that, but also it doesn't have to be the whole part of you um, and that you get to decide when, um, you know, your sexual debut is because I, I talk about you name what your sex is because some people are like, oh, I know I haven't, you know, the only way to really have sex is if I've had a um, penis in my vagina or whatever. And I'm like, that's not – what that does, again, is make this hierarchy of sexual, you know, mm. acts and leaves a whole bunch of things which, A, is not inclusive, but also even when people are p- – penises and vaginas are together, something's going on with one of them. Um, they, that leaves their options very small, not much to choose from. But also, yeah, that yeah. it's okay to say sex is just also for fun and pleasure. Yeah. Mm. For some people. Um, I, amongst my friends, mm. they're, now I'm 30, it's only sort of coming out that a lot of them, they weren't necessarily like sexually abused or mm-hmm. anything like that, mm. but a lot of them played around yeah. as children. Mm-hmm. Like, they touched oh, other yeah, children yeah, or yeah, did other yeah. things or, mm-hmm. you know, they kissed teddies or silly, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know. And then a lot of them have carried the shame oh. right up into their adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. And then also the way that they, um, they're starting to have children now. So that the way that they start parenting is mm. with that in the back of, of their course. mind. They, they don't want their children to do that. Because they don't and want them to carry the shame. Shame. Yeah. So – is it really normal for kids to just play around yeah. sexually? Yeah. Sexual curiosity is very, very normal. And obviously, um, that, as you were saying, that's what I see a lot of people carrying all this shame. I mean, you know, we're not born with shame. We're taught shame. And a lot of it is because of the stories, that unhealthy narrative that's been fed to us, depending on where you live. And, and that um, it's very, very um, common for children to touch each other's genitals of their siblings or whoever's around, if they're at kindy or you know, someone else's house, it, that's not uncommon behaviour, but often the reaction, it's the parents or the adults who see this who then put their adult narrative on what's just happened rather than talk about that this is, you know, quite common um, sexual behaviour and that you could have a really great conversation about it. Because it, there are also friends that feel that they have been, say the youngest have yeah. been and have been abused by yep. a sibling. and that is, I want to acknowledge that too because there are definitely um, some people who feel that that wasn't, um, there was a, like a power imbalance and they weren't, they were actually forced to do that. So that isn't an okay thing. That's yeah. why if we talked more about this, we could talk about it. I mean, I know, you know, um, the Dutch do that. You know, they're so far ahead of their stuff, but, you know, they're even at that point. They don't even do what we sort of do here, which is when we, we tell people, hey, if you see your child masturbating, you know, just acknowledge it and saying, hey, we don't play with our penis at the dinner table, just like we don't pick our <laughs> nose, okay? Mm. Do it in the, you know, so we still stop it. In some places over, over there, they're, they're sort of just acknowledging it and not necessarily telling them to stop. What? Well, you know, they're just past the the peas. Well, mostly the littler, littler (laughs) ones who have not got that. Do you know what I mean? So they're not rushing and they have a lot more nudity. They bathe nude. Do you know, like out in public spaces? So it's a very different culture. But, but yes, um, yes, I want to acknowledge that there, that there are people, and I see them every day, who have had um, not okay interactions because they felt forced mm. that's a that's a different thing mm. that's that's about them not feeling like they were um having a choice in the mm. matter so what is the reaction then um <laughs> if you do find yeah. children doing that yeah um just you can say hey what's going on what's happening here i can see you've got your clothes off what, what what's happening do you want to talk about anything and then also talking about is every did everyone ask to do this does somebody not want to do mm. this asking just asking these questions but trying to not react in a negative way i had someone tell me that they'd 
busted their child rubbing the dog's penis or something like that. And then everybody freaked out, like yelled yeah. and screamed. And I'm like, did someone just go, hey, we don't touch dog's penises. We don't speak dog. We don't talk the same. We don't, con- you know, it's consent. Why did, what happened? What were you doing that for? What's going on? Like no one did that. They just screamed. and oh, Yeah, that's you know. kind of – And then that's I've shame. specifically you know I mean? got a scenario in my head where I was um, at a friend's house. Um, Maliki was only a tiny baby at this stage, but mm. I was at a friend's house and there were a few young boys mm. and it turns out they were touching each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And the parents were downstairs mm-hmm. and one of them found out and it was all ripped them apart from each other, yeah. going home – Lots of talks about sort of the child that instigated it or whatever. Yeah. Um, they're not to play with him anymore. See, that's exactly – I hear that all the time. So and can you imagine? And, no, imagine but also happening. in my mind I – like there was a part of me back then. I think I've like grown and of matured and, and definitely my parenting has changed. Yeah. But I think back then I could understand yeah. Yeah. that um, – why that reaction was that reaction as well yeah, because we live in a culture that we've never been having this conversation yeah. so the, a lot of parents and caregivers have this in their mind and so they automatically jump to that narrative a very different narrative than what's going on here mm. in the space which is often curiosity again not to say there isn't some um, yeah. unhealthy stuff going on but if we sort of you know checked in what's happening did you feel like doing that and just saying yeah look it's normal to want to touch people's bodies and be curious did you all want to do that is Mm -hmm. there something else and often it's about trying to work out just to get them just let's do something else how do you then also open a dialogue Mm -hmm. with your children about I think this is every parent's worst nightmare Mm -hmm. is that some adult touches them yeah totally Mm -hmm. and i I just like you know we can label the anatomy correctly and stuff, mm. but that that doesn't feel preventative. That feels like they can. <laughs> mm. I don't know. It almost like feels almost too like late. A, They're like just going to come and tell me spot. once yeah. once it's once it's happened to them that someone touched their vulva. Like yeah. I don't. I yeah. just. I'm. How do you go about them knowing? Like I. Yeah. I know you were saying about consent then, mm. but who's to say that an adult doesn't go? Yeah. Well that feels nice for you, don't you, consent? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, and they're sort of coerced into yeah. it. Yeah, so that's where but, if you've been having the conversation about age and people being older. But do you know what? Honestly, this is this is horrible, but it is true. We will never stop some people doing that because it's the responsibility, you know, it's them. Mm-hmm. So we can do all this stuff and hopefully the more we mm-hmm. talk about it, the more open people mm-hmm. will be. But honestly, I, I think even in houses where you are really open, sometimes people just – when something horrible happens, they don't, they hold it. Children do sometimes, you know, because, you know, there's so much shame tied with it and other things. You know, I've got a lot of men that I speak to who tell me, you know, they come in, they're 30, 40, 50, 60, and they will tell me something they've never told anyone and then wondered, oh, because I thought it meant I was gay. You know, there's there's a whole layer of stuff going on there. So I suppose all we can hope for, because we're never, like it's like you can never stop, you know, murders and all the whole mm. other things, but just having these conversations and the more open we are, hopefully that dialogue, if you've got this sort of open dialogue, they may come to you um, and talk to you about it, but when it, there will be some children who won't. And I guess as well, if you're telling your child no one is allowed to touch you in yeah. that area, mm-hmm. instead of having someone say to them, no, it's okay for me to do that to them because, I mean, I don't know what games they play mm. or whatever, mm. but if... If someone is wanting to abuse a child, I assume they're telling them, yeah, they this know, is, they, I am allowed to do this, but, know, yeah, yeah. but if the child knows already, mm. no, that I'm not mm-hmm. giving you consent to do that, you mm-hmm. can't do that, they might stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like... Can you straight up tell your child that adults aren't allowed to do this with you? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would. Like, I would be yeah. thinking that, that you, don't, you don't want, adults shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Other than I suppose but you like, can talk it, about it, sometimes Does that not we, scare them? as well it's about um the powers of saying that you know there are a lot of things you can't do right now because we know your brain is not growing like so you can't drive a car Mm. um because we know you wouldn't be able to make the same decisions you would when um you're a bit older so it's that stuff but it's about you know you can still have pleasure with your body sex is not the bad thing it's about adults doing things that um, they shouldn't be doing to with um children yeah Mm. okay okay that's that's Really full on. Telling them about the adults. I think, um, well, it's just, it's tough conversations that you have to have. It's just part of parenthood, yeah. isn't it? And all um, the stuff like about not getting into people's cars and stuff. It's yeah. all of yeah, it's sad because there's. Predators. Isn't that funny that you say that though? I straight up tell my up. kids 
someone will murder you. Someone's going to take yeah. you and you're going to be yep. slit yep. open. Probably not yeah. quite just graphic. Yeah. I am happy to yes, somehow – I feel like it scares it. them mm-hmm. into behaving or something. But then with sex I feel sort of uncomfortable about saying, okay, there's – Pedophiles, or like, yeah, and it's, it's funny. Very it's like, different. what's that about? We we have to say no. There are people who do bad things to mm. adults and mm. little people. People break into cars. People do break into houses. People murder people, like you mm. said. And it's so it's no to me. It's like what's different? It's just because people feel funny when it's yeah. sex. Yeah, it's almost like we keep children from knowing about sex. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. I remember going. Mm. Like I did know about sex, but you know, getting to school and how many people didn't know about it, you know, when we're mm. doing sex ed mm-hmm. and just being like. I was one of those people, did, I how think. How did you not, like, mm. I just don't understand how adults, why they think that we should, I mean, handle kids with kid gloves is like the only way I can say it mm. and then just be like throw them into the deep end when they're 13 mm. and be like, by mm. the way, there are oh, do you know all what? of this stuff and this is going to happen to your body. Like, yeah. so, like, you know, I feel so, I remember my Absolutely. friend freaking out because she got her period and no one had told her oh. that's going to happen to her. I found out that Santa wasn't real and that sex existed in the same year. Jesus. I when I found out about Santa. I was going to ask my mum for years, could you just keep writing Santa? Just because it was I, so sad. It just felt like, like duped. It was very. Your childhood is over. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's sex, and your body's going to do yeah. this and that. And mm. also, by the way, Santa's not real. And wrap mm. all your presents, all the presents for your siblings. <laughs> uh, it was mm. really harsh year. Oh. <laughs> um, but it, it also coincided with um, very shortly after my mum got pregnant with my sister because there's a 12 year age gap. Oh. And I think I'd known about sex for one year or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell all my friends that my mum was having a baby because I was so ashamed that my parents had <laughs> had sex. sex. Oh, they were still having sex, yeah. I just waited until she was really showing. Some people didn't even know until the day she was born and I got to take the day off school. So how do you also think that we can open up that dialogue with our um, Oh, probably with my parents is a bit late now. Mum um, was at the birth of my child, so I think it's sort of past. But <laughs> for me with, say, my children, how do I open up also that dialogue? People having babies, pregnant bellies, so you can make a com- have a conversation like, do you know what's going on there or whatever, just to see if they have. But sometimes you just don't want to go to that person. It's not that mm. you... You know, you know that with other things, mm. right? You just sometimes maybe pick someone you go to. So, but I think as long as that it's there and there's this open dialogue, and yeah, you know, put brochures around or put like I I can't remember what age. I think my daughter's about fifteen when it was her birthday, and I brought her a vibrator and some lube, as well as what she wanted and what she asked for. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you know, so um, you know, you know, and I think that was when I was sort of changing my thoughts around stuff. But you know, um, and at at her eighteenth, I had I said something in the speech. And I put condoms and lube and emergency contraception cards and all the toilets and things like that, which some people are like, you know. But as far as I know, there were no pregnancies on my watch. And um, <laughs> um, I think you just have to know you're not. You're not. They're not always going to go go to you. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think I feel like I take it so personally. Yeah, right. I'm, offend, I, yeah, I'm offended course, by it. Of course. Yeah, my mum was so great too, and I never yep. went to her. And when I found myself pregnant I was like embarrassed to tell her clearly not mature enough to have a baby <laughs> <laughs> I want my mum to know uh-huh, uh-huh. um oh yeah so and my mum couldn't have I mean my mum told me probably way too late but in in many ways she was great but I just couldn't uh, do but it. I mean you know my mum uh, a great upbringing I think she's been really helpful in talking about sex and stuff but still, even as a 29-year-old married woman, I will leave the room if a sex scene comes on when I'm watching a movie. Like, I don't want to be around anyone. I hate when sex scenes come on, particularly mm. when you're the family. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, this is probably also very traumatic for my eight children, but Liam and I make out in front of our kids just mm-hmm. to make them cringe. <laughs> <laughs> so when we we stop the car, every time we stop the car, we always like kiss and all of the kids like look out the window. Oh. Except for Cheska who gets really jealous because she thinks she owns Liam. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. don't kiss my man. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I think that's good role modelling because it's important that children know that the parents and the caregivers that they live with still have some, some loving stuff going on as well because you're often, <laughs> And push everything to the side and yeah. then once they all leave it's just the two of you left if there's just two of you in the relationship you know and yeah. it's like well, what do we do now how do you also 
Do you, what do you do if your kids spring you having sex? Yeah, look, that happens all the time. And I suppose it's you're going to have to have a conversation that you feel a bit uncomfortable about, yeah? It's like, okay, all righty. Did you hear us having sex last night? Do you want to ask us any questions? Yeah. You need, it, the, the more practice you get. I don't know if I'm like, ready yeah, Be careful then. Keep the door yeah. locked. Um, you know, if you don't want to go through that conversation. That's what I say. Oh, get locks on your doors and, and stuff like yeah, that. It's, it's okay laughing to do that. Okay, so it recently happened to me. Uh, yeah, but it yeah. happened with the... I was, oh, this is so fucking full on, but I was bent over in the bathroom and I have a walk-in wardrobe and, the, and uh, one of my children, the quiet little mouse, just walked in to tell yeah. us that she was getting ready for school and mm-hmm. she wanted a hairbrush yeah. and she was just standing there and she... You don't she, know how long for. No. Liam just grabbed me because we do, we're, we're naked yeah. a lot yeah. and he just grabbed me and he's like, oh, cuddles. Like, <laughs> cuddles like this. And then I was like, okay, I'll do your hair. But she's fairly naive. So I think we... Yeah, like, look, I mean, some people do do that. Oh, but other times, so there's no way of getting around it. I've had people tell me that they were like, you know, in a glass shower and then keeping their leg up, you know. In class, <laughs> it's like, well, righty, you know. I think it was my friend who made a conversation, yeah, had a conversation about, yeah, they came out and just said, do you want to talk about it? And he just made a comment about, oh, yeah, it's like what happened to Marge and um, Homer on The Simpsons or something. Oh, I yeah. I so anyway, but... Yeah, I suppose depend. You might be able to get away with it. And do you want to? Or, yeah, if it's really not, you know, it's so mm, obvious, you yes. might want to say, are you okay? How are you feeling? Might yeah. feel a bit weird. That's that's what people, you know, do sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And my parents used to have um, this thing that they used to say to me when I was a bit older, will you walk into my room? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I know this sounds oh, really Yeah, well, we have a knock. Yeah, we always it's had your a knock, own fault. The knock, like yeah. my daughter and I, we would have the knock rule. But, you know, it's, sometimes it's not quick enough, is it? <laughs> no. I never, because I'm a child of a single mother, I never mm. caught her having sex. Yeah, she probably did in other places. She would have. <laughs> I, remember, I do remember, like, growing up and then, you know, mum wouldn't have come home for yeah. the night. And I'm like, you, you know, and I was like, I thought you were meant to pick us up last night. Why did we spend the whole night at grandma's? And then I... Uh-huh. On, I was like, oh, you yeah. dirty dog. <laughs> well, that's Maybe actually, she wanted to sleep in sometimes. That's actually that. a good point, though, mm. for people that, um, you know, children of single parents. Yeah. What is the right way to talk to your child about the fact that you're dating again or you're seeing people? And, and also, is there a, like a time limit? where you can bring that person home like what what's the right way to is everyone's going to have their own you have to work out what your own values are around that but um yeah I, I suppose it'd just be up to you and yeah having a conversation about that but I think it's important that um you know because I see a lot of people the other end who are struggling to swap from being mum mode to lover mode and then they're, they're struggling it's like it's okay to say that you're also not just a, a mother um, not that I'm not saying you're just a mother. Do you know what I mean? That there is more to you than motherhood mm-hmm. and, and being a parent that you are possibly have career, you have this, you have aspirations, you have goals and you're this whole other being and that we are sexual, many of us, not all of us, but are f- sexual mm. beings. Can we yeah. please talk about, this isn't really about children, but, <laughs> but pregnant women mm-hmm. whose partners don't want to have sex with them <gasps> because yes. they are... Worried. The <laughs> end, okay, the thing yeah, is me either it's on. like they see them now as a mother. Yep. So, oh, you're the mother of my child. I don't want to degrade you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because having sex with you would be degrading. That's right. Um, but, no, <laughs> also, um, but um, that their penis is so large, it's gonna going to tap damage the baby on the, the head baby. or something. <laughs> <laughs> don't egos, flatter yourself. Honestly, the only big thing they have to worry about is their egos, not their dicks. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would yeah. love to know. Oh, I mean, is I, this heterosexuals usually, or is this uh, um, um, sometimes? Mostly, I'll, yeah. I'm just going to say anecdotally, I, a lot of heterosexual couples, yes, I see yeah, some of this okay. stuff. I mean, I will say sometimes it's because they're frightened, they've had a scare, they've maybe um, lost a pregnancy, yeah. and so they're a bit worried about that. But yes, I definitely do. I see sometimes the, the women the, who are the birthing person is then not able to switch that whole like Madonna whore kind of thing. They're like, how do I got to be this amazing, wonderful mother who does all these amazing things and puts my whole life, you know, um, on hold while I care for these beings um, and then can't switch into lover hot, you know, yeah. whatever you want to do. And they struggle to move. How, back yeah, how but do I can you understand that, that more. Like if you're the pregnant person, mm. I, mm. I would, I think I'm lucky that I didn't experience this, mm. but I have had oh, yeah. so many friends yeah. where their male partner the just doesn't want to 
like the birthday even, even watch because they're worried that I hear some ridiculous that comments. whole oh it's like watching your favourite pub burn down I find what? so fucking offensive, offensive. what yes I've never heard that yes people they say that to look at well, some people have said they won't like they've been in the birthing space and not even look down at the vulva <gasps> because they're worried they don't want to see that that they'll never want to be sexual again which I just think oh my god mm. Yeah. And I then there's so shocked. much shame that comes from that. Um, oh, yeah. I've had um, friends that really were totally fine, but because of a all of the person. stuff that has been projected on them by their partner, yep. now have body image issues, yep. have, yep. Uh, you know. Yeah, they feel really unattractive. Yeah, really like unattractive. Unwanted. And I think society, in this sort of society where we are, isn't so great at making um, motherhood. Um, be also that they can be a sexual being and a lover and a person. It's funny though because they're sort of fetishized, aren't they? Yeah. It's like either you're a mum and you're um, over the hill. Angel, yeah. yeah, right. But it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, she's mum. But mm. then there's also this thing of like, she's a MILF. Like, yeah. you know, it, there's this like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's almost fetishized in a way. Mm-hmm. And it would be, I think, difficult, I guess, for women to yeah, feel sexualized again. Yeah. yeah, it's really yeah, difficult. It does. And then, yeah, sometimes partners are pretty, you know, um, not okay about that. Or, I mean, even that same term of just um, people have been dating. I've had people talk to me about they've been dating and they're having really um, wild and wonderful sex and they're spanking, they're doing the stuff. And the moment they pop a ring on the finger or they're committed, they can't do that. Oh, what? Yeah, I've had some people talk about that because it changes. I should, I'm not laughing. Yeah, I know. Like, it's because that same idea. Yeah, it's, it's now so I can't ridiculous. do that with that person yeah, wow. anymore, so I'll go somewhere else where I can just do that with perhaps a sex worker or uh, it's most ridiculous. Uh, you know, there's all these connotations there that will probably take hours to So what do they do unpack. then? What do, what, do the, what do you do if your partner is not wanting to yeah, have sex I mean, with you? Yeah, don't. can we talk about that? What do you do when your partner doesn't want to have sex with you? Mm-hmm. Because this, I have this is a complaint that so many. Because I think there's this sort of thing in society, in heteronormative relationships at least, that the men are always up for it, and that the Not women, true. yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's funny how many of my friends complain yeah. that they don't get laid enough, yeah. Yeah. and they're and they're like, you know, he doesn't want it, and they're like, I feel so shit yep, totally. <laughs> and that they can't connect with them how do you deal with that in a relationship yeah, all the time I hear this story from either gender or you know or um, any gender I, I hear this is a story that I hear a lot because and, and really we the point is you can't make anyone have sex with you right mm. um, but then in the end once I unpack and go through what is going on is there something happening here and people have all sorts of different quirks and different things that we've got to work through is then you have to decide do you want to stay in this relationship and have no sex Really? Or not. Or what else can you do to make this way? How many relationships after having children, um, like in terms of sex, like do, I, know that, I know that it goes off for a little while for almost everyone because yeah. just babies are Some hard. Some people have it amazing. They t- have sex really, you know, that whole, you mm. know, you can't have sex for six weeks kind of thing after birthing. <laughs> and obviously sometimes that might be about stitches and different things, but mm. actually um, – Lots of people have found it so bonding that they actually do have some amazing, yeah. really wonderful experience as well. Um, yeah. But um, how many people after the experience of pregnancy and stuff, like do most people come back from that? Yeah. Oh, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah. People – yeah. And I think that um, that's really important to acknowledge that, yeah, you can you can get that back. You're going to go through – It's. I think we put sex um, – it's not to say sex is not – Amazing, because for some people it is, but mm. that we also have to remember there's there's a whole bunch of other things going on in life, and so there will be times that just like other parts of your relationship, things are up and down, mm. pardon the pun, but it's, it, you know, like there's going to be times where you're just so tired, life's happening, and it's, you know, you're not going to feel like being sexual. But also it's about if you want to be in the same relationship, if you're in a monogamous relationship or whatever, you know, about trying to work out that you're still someone's partner, not just their kind of co-working person space for these people yeah yeah it probably feels like sometimes i did want to bring up something that is a little bit um i suppose controversial in Mm -hmm. australia Mm -hmm. although for me not so much but that's safe schools Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure you really don't want yeah. to talk about <laughs> So upsetting for so many. Um, so with safe schools, okay, well, first of all, like what is your stance on it generally? Why about- don't I say what a safe school is for people that might not oh, know? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> that was a program that was, that was put in schools around trying to teach about, um, you know, being open, diversity and making sure that um, – you know, LGBTIQ plus folk weren't um, invisible, being bullied and things like that. And in some states it didn't go down so well because it got sort of taken away and um, often the people who were anti it um, started focusing on on, um, stuff around trans, which is awful for trans folk, but it wasn't actually what it was about. It was about sort of just being inclusive in sex education and also just... Um, making the school a safe space hmm. for everybody and talking about that to help with the incidents of bullying and, you know, with all of the um, research that came out, most of the bullying for any LGBTIQ plus person was about 74 to 80% every time they did it I, I mean, at school. It seems so... It's crazy that we even are having to have safe schools because it just seems like that's the way it should be. Like, I mean, if you're teaching sex education, mm-hmm. it should be inclusive because mm-hmm. that's how the world is. And, I mean, how mm. I ch- like it's difficult, I guess, for children who are, you know, sitting down in class, they're hetero and they're being taught this is what sex is mm-hmm. and it's between a man and a woman. Mm. I can see then that they would get confused to, yeah, absolutely. To, you know, to anyone that's different to that, because they're not being educated that way. Yeah. So it so really the needs people to start that hijacked the it, though, um, <laughs> or I suppose not necessarily. Well, the people that were opposing it, or the people that believed some of the propaganda or concerns. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of it was like they were being taught how to masturbate, or they mm-hmm. they were learning um, about Which, how gay men have sex I, really. You know, like with detail, they were, they were, you know, doing things on bananas and, yeah, yeah. and then they were learning Goodness, things terrible. Way too they were someone how to use a condom properly. <laughs> another part was that they were trying to make all our children trans. Yeah, and they, they were really trying hooked to, onto that because of yeah. there's uh, lack of information and so much transphobia. They really hooked on that. That was a lot of their TV mm. commercials and stuff that they did when it wasn't. They completely. If you saw it, and they were so careful, it was awful. I felt like the program could have been even way better, but they were so panicky because of what was going on. It was awful, very Mm. awful, awful time. And, you know, again, we know if you look at any of the statistics, people who have comprehensive, like, inclusive sex, positive sex education are more likely to be allies, as in stand up and say something about uh, women being treated not okay and also any, uh, like, LGBT uh, IQ person in the space, they'll stick up for them more. So it actually also promotes them like promotes them being um you know standing up to the bullies mm. how do you navigate situations where people or other children are seen being homophobic or transphobic mm. around your children yeah i would definitely be calling that stuff out all the time like anything like racism we were talking about that where did you why would but you say that not necessarily when you're around oh you mean so, so when you're, i've when you're, had um well, you know the plebiscite obviously mm. opened some pretty shocking wounds yeah, and yeah. um my uh, friends who are lesbians their um child got told that they were going to hell yeah, during it yeah um but I then had a conversation with my son about how he was meant to, you know, what he should be doing. Mm. What should be we? What should we be saying to our children? Yeah, I suppose that's all again about that stuff around talking about people are diverse, and so the more like the more you have this conversation with him, the more he's going to mm. do. That. And of course, we know sometimes with any kind of bullying, sometimes people are frightened to stand up as well. But I suppose it's about having this conversation so there will be other people. And you know, obviously, you learned about it, so he came and you can have a conversation about how awful that must have been. Um, Now, one thing that I do want to talk about because we do get this a lot is orgasms. So female (laughs) orgasms specifically and masturbating. Mm -hmm. So many women have written into us saying that they... This is probably one of our most asked questions of us. And we did a whole episode on masturbation Mm -hmm. and still people are like... They want to know how to come. They want to know how to come. <laughs> I do lots and lots and lots of, yeah, a lot of my sessions people pay and we work. We take sometimes, it takes a little while sometimes and we, we usually get there. Most people with vaginas can have orgasms. I mean, mm. and and how to masturbate mm. for women because mm. there is still this shame. 100%. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we just, 
we want to make sure that people know it's okay to masturbate. Because <laughs> I, I, we had a friend say that she's never had an orgasm before. I and hear it all the time. And she's in her 30s. Oh, and I, I was blown away mm-hmm. and she's like well I don't know if I have them like then you haven't I don't mm. think I mean, you, <laughs> I mean sometimes no. people aren't very in touch with their body and they might be having having you know ones that they're not really identifying and they'll sort right. of say things so sometimes I unpack that but yeah most most of the time you usually know that, that you've yeah had one. okay yeah so yeah but so I see that what can lot. people I'm, do yeah what can, how do oh. how do people how come vagina owners particularly have an <laughs> orgasm yeah so I suppose this is why when I do sex ed not everyone would have me in their school but my sex ed included pictures of the clitoris and also um, discussing I didn't just talk about wet dreams because I that's not fair we also need to do that so I did mention that to the six seven and eight year olds in my session that this is a clitoris and if you rub it you might get a really nice feeling and that's called an orgasm so um, I think if you have that opportunity to know that so again this is that whole comes back to the parenting thing about naming that body part because we Mm. often will say vulva that's also you can point out that there's a clitoris there. I mean, it might be really small, but you can talk about that, about that, you know, why that's there. That's just a pleasurable thing. Um, I yeah. don't think I knew what the shape of a clitoris was until I was in my 20s. Yeah, well, I mean, it was only about 20-something years ago that they finally realised how far inside the body it there was. Like it was, it was literally, you look at the medical stuff and there's just nothing. It's the mons pubis and there's nothing else. It's not even there. Right. You know, and they used to, I think it was Cosmo and Cleo and that digitally, they legally had to digitally take off any labia that were on the outside, like hanging out of the um, bigger labia, you know. Ah. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. rules. So what? even though you were looking in the sealed section, you weren't really seeing real. It was like censored. Totally. Yeah. Imagine if people with penises had that, would chop bits off and chop that <laughs> off and it's like they get to see that a lot more because they're, yeah, they're all in all their glory. Sorry, going mm. back to it, I know this is like really full on and mm. it might get us a little bit horny, but seriously, how, <laughs> what do they do though? What do you mean? What To come? Well, it depends. So, I suppose so do they... So, like, my, is there a tip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Can I suppose... some tips, please? Yeah. <laughs> if that's okay. Lots of tips. <laughs> seasoned orgasm over here. <laughs> I would just like to know. Oh, look, there are a lot. I think most importantly, I know that it's like... And I know sometimes people really struggle with this when I tell them the homework. Most of my non-orgasm clients haven't been... Um, having any solo sexual play like they don't do that so okay. there's a bit of a correlation there it's like I'll always say what about masturbation and they're because often they'll come to me and say I want to be able to come with my partner or a lover or whatever and and then when I ask them the, the first thing I usually say is what about on your own and sometimes they do but a lot of people will have them on their own and can't have them with anybody else that's a whole bunch of other stuff but a lot of the times they don't do that either mm. so it's about unpacking all of that stuff first and also trying to work it out so sometimes people um watch people masturbate there there's an app oh my god yes i think it is what? and yeah and you, excuse me yeah, it's, it's called it's oh my god oh my, omg yes and i can't remember how much is i've said it was years ago now but uh, i don't know a couple of years ago but the people on there will masturbate so there's a few different videos of people masturbating and then you then get your phone and the volvo will be up close and you swipe it and touch and move it around and see if you're getting it in the right spot just to help you get ideas to show you that everyone does things differently because mm. sometimes porn can be helpful but but it's, but it's not mm. obviously accurate all the time and it's acting a lot of it. So um, it, it might be helpful for different suggestions, but often it's through for male gaze yeah. kind of thing. So um, it's about just working out so what you like. So I'm talking about having mo- vulval massage and um, keeping your legs open, closing your legs, moving your hips, trying different things. And for some people using Yeah, for me, I can't have my legs far apart. Yeah. So it just I have to, to have my. See, this is what I mean. Apart. See, really? Yeah. So every I time sort of I'm like. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Really? No. I did not yeah. know that. I thought that you. Why no. Would you? This is Why? what I mean. Lots no, of- I. I have to have them close, <laughs> yes, otherwise I find it really yeah. hard yeah. to come. So no. and whoever's listening to this, see what I'm talking about. There, if we, if I go around a room where I'm talking to a bunch of people who have vaginas, this is and this is what they're doing all different things. So you've got to kind of work mm. out what it is and try different things, maybe on your tummy with, like I said, moving your hips closing your hips and for people using because sometimes those um the sex toys the vibrators the sort of ones that look like big massages um they 
they can be helpful, but for some people it's too much. So I suggest putting it over their undies first or something just okay. to test it out. Because for some people, direct stimulation on the clitoris is it's way too much. Well, I know this sounds really silly, but uh, you know, so you've got like the dick part <laughs> of the vibrator, and then you've got like the little the rabbit, rabbit or whatever that dolphin. goes up. Dolphin. So the dick thing, or just the thing that fits nicely into a vagina. That's <laughs> yeah. it. The thing that's, you know, like yeah, that. Long hair thing. Yeah. So the, the bit that goes up, the vi- bit that's meant to vibrate on your clitoris. Yeah, is in a weird spot. Sometimes I, well, it's one, it's way too high for me it, personally. Yeah, yeah, it but I put it me. to the the side. Yes, yeah. very common. Because remember, mine upside down. Yep. So that I'm just getting. <laughs> I put mine to, to the side, sort of like in. It feels like sometimes it vibrates into my bones. Yeah, and that's Does that's that a, a lot of people. That's why mm. those bigger ones. You know, um, the one if you try to get them from the states, they're who you know Betty Dodson, the 18 year old like grandma of sexy amazing woman who still has new parties in new york where everyone sits around naked and masturbates and <laughs> oh evolves. she signs off when she sent an email to me like happy o's she's incredible um but she you know the big the long oh my gosh i can't even think straight but the the big um everyone just you know called it the mas- massager but it was really yes. vibrated yeah. but you can't when you order them from the states because they're really the hard you, the plug thing won't yeah. it's like an adapter they've got these sort of ones that are like that and is that the one from Sex in the City where she? Oh, that's the rabbit. I reckon that's the rabbit. No. Is in Sex in the City where there's the? No, there was two. Remember, oh, she goes into the massage, isn't it? Be. I haven't noticed. Oh, seen yeah, yeah. 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 And just it's long got like and a it's big, got a lot, and it a helps big, the vibration. What you're talking about? Sort of like a microphone. Yes, that we're yes, talking yes, into. yes, yes. Okay, yep, yep. And and that can be helpful just even around. People put it on their belly. That's what I say to people. Even moving it around the space on your thighs because mm. we often focus just in that area. But people can uh, that vibration be helpful in a lot of parts. But yeah. also, yeah, sometimes direct stimulation or touching your um, vulva or your clitoris without any any lube or a wet yeah. hand because that can also <laughs> shut you down in some senses. Yeah. That thing you might you know like I talk about you know your brain you might want to have sex but then your vagina is not doing it's not lubricating right now. So there's sort of this sort of um, discrepancy um, and lubrication is important, oh, isn't it? Yes, yes, just, yes, yes. But as well, at the same time, it is important what you're saying because sometimes when I'm going to have sex with my husband, I'm turned on, mm. but nothing's, nothing's coming there. out, and I uh-huh. feel bad for him because oh, I'm like, so babe, common. like I am turned on. I do want to do. I this. just say, I just can't. I'm like you just have to get the lube, but like I just say, spit. Almost, <laughs> they call it. <laughs> spits, yeah, spits, it's arousal non-concordance, and if you yeah. read "Come as You Are" by Emily Nagotsky, she talks all about it. That, yeah, and then sometimes people will say what's going on yes. and then you feel bad and that's why if you know this, you can relax yeah. just going, oh. yeah, it's okay. Well, sometimes you feel really wet but up here, your mind, you're going all yeah. over the place. So it's, it's about the people you're um, having sex with to understand that too yeah. that you, or just go straight for some lube and use it and then it can help. And another thing I wanted to talk about because I, I heard this before and it upset me greatly, um, women saying that they would rather give head than receive it because there's so oh, many reasons. that all yeah. the time. And they don't like, you know, they don't like it because they're worried that they smell yeah. or they're yeah. like, I take too long. And I, I thought the same thing with my husband. I was like, you know, he'd be like, oh, can I go down on you? And I'm like, no, because I, I can't be bothered. I don't want you to be down there for so long. And he's like, I'm happy to do it. And then I found out that, okay, he's, he probably, it probably takes five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I found out that like average is 45 minutes that mm-hmm. it can take for a woman to oh. orgasm yeah. and yeah and so when women <laughs> are saying well yeah. but yeah uh-huh. but then I think the thing that I was so crazy to me was that I thought that I was taking so long yeah, with five minutes a very common but story actually, actually that's not you're just getting started yeah, you exactly. are like right there yeah, yeah. and so I I just want women to I want to talk about that because mm-hmm. I feel that there are so many reasons that women don't want people to go down on them yep. and they need to let that happen because it's really good. Yeah. But can we just <laughs> unpack some of those things? Because, yeah, one, mm. taking too long, yeah. two, the smell and taste oh, thing. I hear every, oh, so many stories and thinking that their labia is too long because they haven't realised that actually labias are long for many <laughs> people. Um, but, yeah, we definitely know that one that um, I hear that all the time. They just think, well, it hasn't happened in five minutes, ten minutes, so I'm out. I'm yeah. out, checking out, not even got, and I'm like, you are just. Or they're faking it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, please, please don't fake it because you're setting it up. Like, yeah. You know, and I get why you do it. But it's like you're, that's not going to change the story here. We, yeah. We, we're going to get you to stop faking and talk about what's going on and, and find – and often they're very – I'll say to one partner, tell me what you think when you're down there and, mm. you know, licking her vulva and whatever and, and they'll be like, I love it. Yeah. Um, It's not not, and they're like, really, really? But it's more about talking to that person who's got the vulva about what they – 
you know, what they really think about. I think about. we're all a little bit fucked up from high school. Oh, my God. And, what the oh, and just societal and, yeah. crappy messages that are there all the time. I just remember you know, all of the boys, like, being, like, horrible. Ew yep. and disgusting. Yep. And then you sort of... smell. Yeah. Yes. Yes. smell. Yes. Yes. And then yep. going off and then, you know, we all, all go time. off into the world and we all feel mm. gross. You take all of that. And that's what I mean. I think that's why when I used to play, I used to do a lot of sex sex ed in schools and I'd ask them to come up with um, names for um, vagina and vulva and whatever and they was there were so many and some of them were so derogatory like we talk about that and about the impact of this oh you mean like pussy yeah and or... the smell stuff the fish oh. they were coming that's what I'm saying this this narrative oh. is always there it's like and they didn't always have the same kinds of words for penises yeah. in the same way which is weird because there's an ejaculation like a big ejaculation yeah. with the penis yeah, and it's yeah. like not saying that I won't do it. Well, sort of. Yeah. Vegan ethics. Yeah, look. Um, but, yeah, you know, but, like, what do they think that they've got nothing? Yeah, yeah. they think. But, oh, can, yeah. We, can we talk about female ejaculation? Does it what, exist? Yeah, does it yes. exist? Yes, I mean, it does. There are many, many people who talk about this experience and then there'll be people who discredit it as well and often there are people with penises who talk about that. And there are different stories about where, you know, if you look at different research about where that comes from, but there is definitely um, fluid that's coming out that is not all urine. Not so, all urine. Yeah, sometimes some of it has traces, but it's because thinking about that no, whole I mean, area, can is. you imagine? Exactly, yeah. that's what I mean. So that there's, you know, glands down there. They've talked about the skeins, glands. Like right. people, they're just talking about that they have this gush. And sometimes people have a small amount um, and then other people have a lot. So I just also want to talk about the the female orgasm again. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there is this sort of hierarchy and, I, and I'm mm. one of the women that – cannot come from vaginal penetration. Like mm-hmm. I, I need something yeah. else, right? Mm-hmm. And that, and I've, I've super learned, common. I've learned that's super common, right? But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also very, very rare mm-hmm. to I'm I wouldn't say never, but very rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's sort of this bragging right of women that can do it and being like, oh yeah, I can do that. Or like, yeah, I'm a squirter. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about it's okay yeah. to not be totally. one of those people? Yeah. This is what I mean. Sex expectations get all of us down, right? Sex that's expectations, it. that's brilliant. They really do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. If you know that it's okay. So yeah, some people um, come that way and some people don't. Stop even talking about, oh, did you have a clitoral orgasm? Or the, and it's just, who cares? Really? An it's like it's an orgasm, an orgasm, an orgasm. Yeah, right? Hello? <laughs> Whatever, they're all got this there and the clitoris yeah. is right underneath. It's under. It's longer and bigger and it's got legs, for goodness sake. It's mm. all under there. So it's all that stuff that's going, who cares? Yeah. It's just because we've been told that message, the be all and end all, that hierarchy up there with monogamy yeah. is that you must have this big orgasm with something inside of you. Yeah. Hopefully it's a penis. You know, that's, that's yeah. the story. Well, I'll take anything. Ha- and <laughs> when... I'm just going to round it back to the kids. Yeah. That's um, what we were talking about. We've gone everywhere. We okay. just went really so, selfish for a little bit. But Sorry. I, know, I just really wanted to talk. I'm like, oh, my That's God, okay. I just realised we have, like, an expert oh, in here. Oh, no. We're not. I get called a sex bird I'm like, no, we're all just – I mean, I read and do lots of stuff all the time. But it's like, no, we're all still learning. And you know what? Who knows what we'll be talking about in 10 years, right? Yeah, true. Well, well yeah, think that's about true. It. There's I the suppose. conversations about things, Yeah, uh, I mean, you know? in the, the – so sex talk for me is very different to m- totally. what my children are going mm. through. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do we talk to our kids then about homosexual mm. sex as well? Yeah, so it's just talking about that some people have sex this way. Well, this is an idea, right, that gay men um, only have anal sex, and that's not true. Heaps of gay yeah. men don't like anal sex, and lots of people who have penises and who put them into vaginas also like anal sex. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, we I have, have an anus and I don't like yeah. my anus to be well, penetrated. We, so yeah. I just don't see why like people have this presumption that gay men We have yeah, a just friend because they have an idea very of open on his own podcast yeah. that he's not that into it and he's yeah, gay man. Yeah, he's No, it's very – I think it's just there's an idea because also, again, we go back to penetration. Where do you put something because that's sex, not thinking right. that sex is a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. For, and everyone gets to define that for themselves. So, yeah, just talking about that, yeah. And why not? We tell people about – this is that whole thing of that hesitant uh, – oh, well, we do talk about it when we have the conversation. The penis goes into the vagina and there's an ejaculation, da-da-da. But then we're like, okay, wait, what do we say about other people? And it's like, why don't you talk about it? Well, sometimes people will use their fingers and sometimes people use their mouths and people will rub each other and people will masturbate mm. each other. And uh, like, okay. Uh, I've used 
Fox Telramar, it's hair brown. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. toothbrush. Like you can use a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yes, people get Bianca, very, very. Creative. I am bringing Dettol into your house next time I go. <laughs> Hand sanitizer. Look, people get say. really creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have Foxtel anymore. Don't worry. Yeah, that's a fucking my, wide remote, no, Bianca. I just, no, I I would use the side of it. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. But yeah. It's. Well, it's have you shape. got any more questions, B? No. I just. I Thank you so much um, yeah. for this. Do you have anything you would like to bring no, up? No, but I feel like the fact that you just told me about it, can I quickly read you this yeah. meme that I was going to put up? But it said, I should never have told my boyfriend that I masturbate with an electric toothbrush as a kid because now every time he brushes his teeth, he asks me if I'm getting turned on and he calls me Colgate. And whenever he leaves the house, he sends me pictures of toothbrushes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like inventive. Uh, Electric toothbrushes are great. Do you know how there's like that real stereotype that guys are always looking at your tits and ass, Mm. but we're just looking at like all the inanimate (laughs) or objects all around the place. Like like, you know when your vibrator runs out of batteries and you know exactly where you can get them. Yeah, exactly. Like this remote, that. Yeah, Yeah. and then like your husband's like, "Why is there a remote not working? I swear I just changed these batteries." I'm like, "Mm, "No." I was having a conversation about Lauren about how I get so annoyed that there's now all these great techie things and you've got to charge them but it's like that's not helpful no. in the middle of your sexual space when we're like what this one's not got batteries yeah, we're gonna charge 100%. i can't work what the hell 100 anyway, yeah. thank you so <laughs> you so, so much. much again i um i still <laughs> felt awkward when you said that people touch each other with their fingers and their mouths and stuff Aww. i don't know i i will grow up soon and, yeah. and you really <laughs> helped i'm i'm glad that i'll be able to even if i fucked it up with malachi oh, i've got a good shot with know. the twins yeah. when they no, come through you are going great with him you, keep talking, you it's could fine. do them separately so you've got three shots really you don't have to do them together as well yeah, yeah. by the third one you'll really have nailed it yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks so you. much